Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com/weightloss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. PlushCare.com/weightloss. and happy Boxing Day. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. I hope you had a lovely Christmas, a holiday period, a festive season, however you wish to describe it. I hope you've had a good one and are still enjoying it. So today, in the absence of a regular Clash, we are playing out our second live show. How are you doing, guys? Really well, thank you. Yep. Yeah. 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 Bit nervous, if I'm honest, <laughs> because it's been over a year since we did this yep. and I can't remember it. You, yep. you said you'd listen to it, though. Which is more than um, we ever had. Well, a year ago, when it was sent to me, I listened to a minute of it to make sure the oh, audio cool. was okay. <laughs> uh, but I will say, apologies if the audio isn't 100%. We're in a bar. Mm. It gets a bit rowdy from my memories. People shouting stuff out. Yep. Oh, yeah! But uh, get heckled. You know, our, our, our dear Clash Podders are very vocal uh, <laughs> when they are in the same room as each other. It was uh, a lot of fun. And, and, and there's beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because obviously the last live show we did, it was, it was like a theatre mm. that you couldn't get drunk drinks during yeah so and we should say it's at jimmy's loading bar yeah thank you jimmy go to loading bar the loading bar in stoke newington big thanks to jimmy for providing us with the audio looking after us allowing mm. me behind the bar to make the red eye oh cocktail God, spilling <laughs> tomato juice across the entire bar yeah mm? but i did look hot doing it you did, you did. and you had a li- little dance yeah, i did have a little dance <laughs> shake to my tush a little tush my derriere oh dear bobbing up and down that was last week's show i just listened to that this morning anyway Nothing about that. Uh, so, <laughs> have you not seen the social clip? No. I haven't put it up yet. Oh, is it good? It's very funny. <laughs> it's about us t- discussing uh, our, uh, how we don't like sex at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just want, we, we want an entirely sexless Christmas. <laughs> I got to that bit. Wow. <laughs> it's just something we realised about each other and we had solidarity in that moment. <laughs> we both feel freaked out by sex at Christmas Brilliant. and actually disappointed and disgusted. Mm. Yeah, uh, but you've already heard that show because that was last week. So here we go then. We did Cocktail versus Coyote Ugly. And the first show you're going to be hearing right now is Cocktail. Enjoy. You ready for the show? Yeah. Okay then. Hello, I'm Alex Zane and welcome to Clash of the Titles Live! Yeah. It's a podcast that sees two movies with something in common. Go head to head to see which one does it better on tonight's 
live episode in the red corner. They don't make them like this anymore. We're going on a mental fever dream of a movie that sees a couple of poor working class lads with nothing but good intentions at their heart be manipulated and taken advantage of by wealthy women. <laughs> at least that's my reading of it. Right, <laughs> me? Yeah! Yay. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to. From 1988, it's Cocktail! Yeah! While in the blue corner, a movie you picked so I could basically wear this outfit. <laughs> you are welcome. Breathe it in. Not literally, it came from a charity shop and I haven't washed it because <laughs> that makes me feel even sexier. It's time to visit a bar that looks fun on film but in reality would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Stop dancing and make me a drink. The bar is six deep. Idiots. From 2000, it's Coyote Ugly! <laughs> So, what connects these two movies and which one does it better? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles live! Hello, Clash Brothers. Uh, Beer is for breakfast round here. Drink or be gone. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Kristen. How are you both? You look lovely. Thank you. Really, really nice. You You know he looks lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd done it now. I didn't want to do this because I'm not ready for it, but now I'm really jealous. You are, aren't you? I can tell. I can tell. Uh, so here we are at the loading bar in Stoke Newington. A wonderful bar. And uh, let's hear it for Jimmy and his team for putting us up this evening. <laughs> a, uh, a fantastic bar, or as Kelly Lynch might describe it, I've never been in a bar with such intense dance vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Kelly what the Lynch? Fuck is- no human has ever said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, we haven't even got to the first movie yet. <laughs> is it a drinking game? <laughs> this is mad. Madness. Uh, right. Um, whoever, thank whoever, you. Whoever bought us those, thank you. Uh, that's really, really dangerous. Uh, so, Cocktail versus Coyote Ugly. How excited are you for this pairing tonight, guys? Good! You know? This Why? is the other live show. Don't, don't this is so like much that. better than the other one. Yeah. No? Yeah, who said yeah? Yes. How are you going to You're going to fucking love it by the end. Trust me, it's going to be great. Uh, Chris, do you want to explain the thing behind this pair? Uh, yeah, to be honest, <laughs> the thing it was, we came down there and met with Jimmy and said we were going to do Super Mario and Sonic because of the video game theme. And Jimmy said, well, we're a bar, why don't you do Cocktail and Cake Ugly? And we were all like, yes. <laughs> so it's down to Jimmy, basically. Right, connections. Uh, I'll start. Uh, people spinning bottles rather than actually serving drinks or to cut to the chase, shit bars to drink in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridget Moynihan in Coyote Ugly watched Cocktail to figure out how to spin those bottles. Oh. Fact. Uh, both dumb movies based on serious source material, which we will get into. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, mentors who appear to be wise, sage-like characters, but in reality are massive twats. <laughs> <laughs> and along those lines, there's rules, isn't there? You've got Coglin's Laws for Life and you've got Coyote Ugly's Rules for the employ- uh, Employment. Mm-hmm. Don't date customers and don't bring boyfriends to work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, bar staff standing on bars rather than serving drinks or to cut to the chase shit bars to drink <laughs> they've both got pitching montages oh, oh okay. yeah uh, protagonists who both have cringe inducing scenes performing poetry or music 
Uh, admittedly, that is more Piper Parabo's character. You know, when she says, I'm not a performer. I should just be a songwriter. Absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? No, no. Let's get on with it. All right. Uh, fights in bars between customers and or bar staff. Or to cut to the chase, <laughs> shit bastard drinking. <laughs> Yay. So shortly, Vicky is going to be taking us through Coyote Ugly. Not sitting here, but standing on the bar, right? Yeah. 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 Why not? What's Why not? That? <laughs> uh, but first, Chris is going to prove that when he pours... He rains, which is true. When he has a drink, he does pour at you. So be warned. Chris, <laughs> take us on the journey. Okay, uh, because Brian Flanagan is a poet in cocktail, I'm doing my intro in the form of a limerick. Oh, so, <laughs> Cocktail is a film that stars Cruz as a bloke who enjoys serving booze. <laughs> he soon meets a bloke who dies on a boat, <laughs> then has twins with Elizabeth's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Vicky, when did you get your first taste of cocktail? Two days ago. Yes. Not actual cocktails. This film, two days ago. Alex, when did you have your first taste of cocktail? Three days ago. Okay. Yeah. Two versions. Seriously, I've, I've never watched it before, and I was a bit ill when I watched it. <laughs> What? Thank you. Fuck it. I was genuinely ill. I was running a fever of 38 degrees and I was watching the movie. I think 38 is normal. It's not. It is. 37 is normal. Anything above 37. It wasn't a bad fever. Don't, don't shame me for my lack of fever. I just think it is normal. <laughs> yes. Either exactly. way, I watched this movie. Was it three days ago? It was about three days a ago. Saturday night fever. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> It's going to be such a long night. That's what the tequila's for. I need to walk a more boost in. Either way, I watched it, and I fucking have, I'm having this, uh, after that joke. Um... <laughs> And I couldn't decide whether it was A, the movie is just a surreal fever dream, or B, it was because I had a fever and I couldn't understand the movie. The answer is definitely A. It's a fucking fever dream of a movie. Well, I watched this film when it came out, when I was 10 years old, because it seemed like a fun Tom Cruise party movie. But also, also when you're a kid, you kind of watch some of these grown-up films to sort of understand the world and learn more about what grown-ups do. So I remember watching this and thinking that's how bars work and that's how relationships work and that's how friendships work and that's how sex works. <laughs> All of which was wrong. <laughs> really messed me up, this movie. Um, I also thought Tom Cruise was really cool in this film. <laughs> now I don't. <laughs> he's just horrible and stupid and nasty. And when he's behind the bar, I think he's deranged. <laughs> that hippie hippie shake is scary. Look in his eyes. Um, and I even think there's an argument to be made that Brian Flanagan, the character he plays, is the most horrible character he's ever played in a movie. And that includes Collateral, where he murders a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get to that. So how about some background on uh, Cocktail? Woo. Uh, let's start with a gentleman by the name of Hayward Gould. Um, he was a bartender who worked in New York from 69 to 81. And he says he met a lot of interesting people behind the bar and very rarely was it someone who started out wanting to be a bartender. They all had ambitions, some smouldering and some completely forgotten or suppressed. So he wrote a book based on his experiences that was dark and cynical. Uh, the protagonist was a much older guy who had been around the block and, and was washed up. Uh, he's described as a 38-year-old weirdo in a field jacket with greasy greying hair hanging over his collar, his blue eyes streaked like the red sky at morning. 
Um, he also, the character of Brian Flanagan also, and I'm quoting here, uh, specialised in gentle deflorations. Uh, is that is what that, I think it is? It's, yeah, it's I'm looking not. at you, Vicky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is it? Is it taking sleep, sleeping with virgins? Mm. Oh, but gently. Gently. <laughs> gently. But gently. Well, then are you still a virgin? Every day, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It takes some doing. But no, not if they've been deflorated. Defenestrated. <laughs> Deflorationated. Um, yeah, so that's in the book. Uh, Universal bought the rights. Uh, they had Gould write a bunch of drafts um, and then put it into turnaround when Gould couldn't make Brian likeable enough, which may or may not have had something to do with the gentle defloration. <laughs> and then, but gentle. <laughs> and then Disney, of all studios, uh, picked it up to release it through their adult-oriented Touchstone label. Uh, and they insisted he make the lead younger. And eventually Gould agreed. As he put it, I realised, and I think I knew all along, that the people who wanted me to make the changes were correct. They wanted movie characters, characters who were upbeat and who were going to have a happy ending and a possible future in their lives. Uh, that's what you want with a big commercial Hollywood movie, so I tried to walk the thin line between giving them what they wanted and not completely betraying the whole arena of saloons in general. Then the casting happened. He had, he, had a bit, he had a bit of a career after this, though, didn't he, Hayward Gould? He, he wrote and directed a movie that has one of my favourite titles in the history of cinema. He wrote and directed a movie with Gabriel Byrne called <laughs> Trial by Jury. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the best title in the world. It's like driving in car. <laughs> Swimming in water. <laughs> Trial by jury or... <laughs> Okay, trial by jury. So just trial, then. <laughs> so regarding uh, casting the lead, uh, Hayward Gould told the Chicago Tribune a few years later, I went to a meeting with Michael Eisner, who ran the studio, and Jeff Katzenberg, who was the production head. Someone mentioned that this might be a good vehicle for Tom Cruise. Eisner says, he'll never do this, don't waste your time, he can't play this part. Then Katzenberg says, well, he's really interested in it. And without Skippy B, Eisner says, he's perfect for it, a perfect fit. <laughs> uh, and so we end up with Tom Cruise as the lead. Um, Brian Brown, who plays uh, Doug Coglin in the movie, claims that changed everything. Uh, he said, it was one of the very best screenplays I'd ever read, very dark, about the cult of celebrity and everything. But when Tom came in, the movie had to change. The studio made the changes to protect the star, and it became a much slighter movie. And Kelly Lynch, his co-star, uh, says that the director, Ronald Dodge Donaldson, and his team messed it up as well. She told the AV Club, uh, this was actually a really complicated story about the 80s and power and money, and it was re-edited. It was a dark movie, but Disney took it, reshot about a third, and turned it into a flipping bottles movie. I've never been in a bar with such a dance vibe. <laughs> and I'll finish the background here. Um, Gould maintains that what this movie is remained true to his reality. He says there was a lot of bartenders like Tom Cruise, younger guys who came on and were doing this for a while, then 10 years later they were still doing it. It wasn't as if I was betraying the character, it was a matter of making the character more idealistic, more hopeful. He's got his life ahead of him. He turns on the charm without the cynical bitter edge of the older guys. So let's figure out who was right. It got 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did it? 7%. My favourite review is from the Chicago Reader, which just said... Very, very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Um, but stupid in quite an amazing way. So um, let's kick off with Act One, which is brought to you by Whiskey, Sweet Vermouth and Bitters, 
which is why I'm calling it the Manhattan. Very nice. Oh, <laughs> this is why you pay him. <laughs> so Brian Flanagan, played by Tom Cruise, is in a military car chasing down a Greyhound bus with a bunch of soldiers. This is slightly confusing. This is slightly confusing. Leave a dream. If you're watching this film for the first time, as you two were, what did you think was going on here? Because I thought he'd gone AWOL and was being chased. Mm. And, and then he was on a greyhound. I was like, who puts kids on a greyhound? I, whatever. I just, what do you mean? What kids? <laughs> he makes friends with a baby. Like, that baby's not on its own. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the mother next to him. Well, the mother yeah. does give him the baby to hold. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And he looks great holding a baby. <laughs> he does. Well, he's just been discharged uh, from the army and he's heading to the Big Apple to make his fortune. He's reading How to Turn Your Idea into a Million Dollars in the Bus because money appears to be his motivation. Yeah, it's weird creative decisions made by uh, Roger, though, the director, Roger Donaldson, because obviously he's entering New York for the first time. He's like, what do you show in New York that really <laughs> captures what we all know about New York? Is it steam from a manhole? Is it yellow taxis? It's a dog shitting on the pavement. <laughs> it's like, Roger, do you want to film the Empire State Building? Oh, I've got the dog shitting, so... We've covered what everyone knows about New York. Uh, so he visits Uncle Pat, um, who apparently services widows while serving flat beer from rusty pipes. Uh, Pat has advice, because everyone has advice in this movie, and he says, when you own the house, never buy a drink. I hope Jimmy doesn't believe in that. Jimmy? Yellow. Okay. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to business, outwork, outthink, outscheme, and outmaneuver your opponents. Yeah, he's full of really warm, homegrown wisdom, isn't he, Uncle Pat? Until a bit later in the movie. Make no friends, trust nobody, make money. <laughs> His worst bit of advice is coming in Act 3, but um, we then get an interview montage as uh, this entitled little wanker tries to break into finance, <laughs> advertising, marketing and communications, even though he doesn't have a degree, any discernible transferable skills or knowledge of those very different sectors. But he does get 10 interviews. <laughs> so he's got something. Because if he lied to get in the door, just keep lying. But if yes. he didn't lie, they're like, well, we will give you a shot. And then he fucks it up at the interview. So he's, okay. got, he's got charm or something. Okay. So you're saying he's good or not good? I'm he's he's good at yeah. something. Keep it simple. Is he good or bad? <laughs> he's bad. He's a bad man. <laughs> Uh, he then sees a help wanted sign at TGI Fridays, um, which appears to be closing even though it's light. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah. 6 pm, it seems like. And he's, uh, so, do you know Alan Stillman, the uh, creator of TGI Fridays, claims that uh, Tom Cruise's character in this movie is based on him? Alan Stillman is the only person who's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd want that. But yeah. TGI Fridays in this movie is a TGI Fridays that I've never seen or experienced. Did you ever go there just to drink and party? No, you go for Christmas work dues and that's it. Yes. <laughs> like a burger when you're like 10 years old with your parents. Yeah. Like it As your birthday presents. Yeah. The whole thing. Okay. I was just checking that. Uh, he meets Doug Coglin, um, who's making a red eye, which we have at the bar tonight. Has anyone had one yet? No. Oh, I'm making them in the interval. Are you at the end? Don't get too excited. <laughs> oh, good question. Do you want to say, Chris? I've got it written down here. That's right. It's six ounces or 180. I don't. You don't need the measurements, do you? Or do you want the measurements? I'll do the measurements. It's 180 millilitres of lager beer. It's 90 millilitres of tomato juice or puree, and it's two aspirin and one whole egg. 
<laughs> right? Huh? No. We're all doing red eyes tonight. Did you not read the back of your ticket? <laughs> Alex, Alex is going to make one at the end of this show, and there will be a prize for anyone that downs it. Not downs it, drinks it. No, downs it. No, downs it. It's a really good prize as well. <laughs> I realise dressed like this how menacing that sounds <laughs> apologies sorry honey um, so Coglin is there behind the bar delivering uh, what he calls Coglin's laws um, I'm going to repeat some of his philosophies and I want you to tell me if they're good or bad sure um, a bartender is the aristocrat of the working class makes no sense yeah absolute nonsense it's bullshit yeah um I don't care how liberated this world becomes, a man will always be judged by the amount of alcohol he can consume and a woman will be impressed whether she likes it or not. I've thought True. about that quite... True. I no, I've thought about that one a lot. Fact! It's not a fact. Because it it, I thought about it, so it kind of depends. What, the more pissed you are, the more impressed a woman is? No, 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 that's what I mean. So it depends what the, the man is like or wants as a result of that inhibition so they're like oh let's get a kebab awesome I'll have one too anything else I'll see you in the morning yeah, forget about it if it's defloration uh, general defloration I suppose it would be gentle if you'd had that it much to be, drink yeah. wouldn't you you'd just be swaying back and forth and you'd just sort of insert yourself into the motion oh. alright enough of that next one next coggling law uh, anything else is always something better Okay. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Never tell tales about a woman. She'll hear you no matter how far away she is. All right. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, true. And when you see the colour of their panties, you know you've got talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's vile. Not the words, the words of Doug Coglin, by the way. Vile. Are we doing, uh, wait till you give them crabs and then you'll really know hatred? <laughs> no, I'm saving that. Okay. Um, he also claims to have given some with waitress clubs. Clubs? And, and clubs. <laughs> so basically, we're saying Coglin is an all-round great guy. Yeah. Um, in fairness, he doesn't come across that badly, bearing in mind Tom Cruise has just called a waitress a bitch. <laughs> but she says she's a bitch. No, but he, does she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, she does. He apologises um, and she says, don't worry about it. I am. Oh, yeah, but after, it's not like he yeah. knew she was a bitch and he was like, well, you've said I'm a bitch, so I can then call you a bitch. True. It's like afterwards. Yeah. Uh, he hires Brian because he's a worker and he's good looking, so would attract women to the bar. And he teaches him how to cheat the customer while cheating his own bar by spilling lots and lots of booze, <laughs> which is a pattern in both these movies. Yeah. They spill what everywhere. they're supposed to be selling. Um, Brian has a horrible first night on the job. Uh, he's being shouted at, he's getting drinks wrong, he's, he gets hit in the face by the cash register. Uh, but Coglin is happy as he's found himself a new disciple, which appeals to this truly sad and toxic man. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you really not like him at this point? I kind of... Okay. I'm getting, look, just oh. let me finish this, oh. Alex. Uh, misery loves company, so now we're watching a film about one man destroying another man's life. Alex, did you see any of yourself in Coglin? <laughs> Oh, wait, are you Brian in this? <laughs> Maybe. I just thought, I think, you I like, honestly, so here's my thing. I think because Brian Brown is fundamentally such a likeable presence yeah. that you forgive everything he says and just sort of allow him this kind of Jedi Master kind of character. I honestly really, really like Doug in this movie. And I know he speaks a lot of bollocks, but he's like... 
I'd want to hang out with him. Yeah, he's, he's a sociopath. Um, Vicky, <laughs> Vicky, do you see any of Coglin in Alex? <laughs> Don't do that. that it's really threatening. It's horrible. I mean, more, more Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been through that before. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. So now Brian's having. The I have to return some video cassettes. <laughs> now Brian's having the time of his life behind the bar. He's dancing. He's throwing ice. He's pretending to be a chicken. The whole bar's singing "Addicted to Love" while he acts like it's the first song he's ever heard in his life. <laughs> he also enrolls in a college business program where he's asked to write his own obituary and write a business plan. His idea to revolutionise the bar business by franchising local New York taverns to every suburban shopping mall in America. It's a fucking awesome idea. So why does he never go and get seed funding? He's had a brilliant idea cut to Jamaica or something. <laughs> but he could go around. He can blag his way into a building, we've established. So he says, oh, look, this is the future of drinking. Shopping centres. And don't, someone goes, yeah, don't yeah. Don't shopping malls close in the evening, though? Oh, no. Blue Water doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It's at 10. It does. Who so finishes these... drinking at 10? That's late enough. I think there's a flaw. I, think <laughs> I don't mean that. Have you heard your shop? Yeah, You've sorry. never said that before in your no, life. Ten o'clock time to go. <laughs> sorry, no, that's a lie. Um, anyway, I think that's a fatal flaw. I don't think people go to a shopping mall to drink at ten pm. Okay. So he gets an F, and um, then we get a scene where Tom Cruise has to act drunk. <laughs> oh, now yeah. we're, we're used to seeing Tom Cruise do everything amazing in movies uh, but there are a bunch of skills he clearly hasn't mastered in this film starting with acting drunk and I'm going to list them all there's a lot um, but then they come up with the idea for cocktails and dreams uh, followed by the big scene for the trailer Doug and Brian making top cocktails while grooving to hip hippie shake very misleading trailer <laughs> yes I also don't understand the scene because as you said Alex and as I'm sure everyone was thinking when they watched the film the whole bar is so happy to see Brian and Doug making two drinks when, when you're in a bar you just want your drink yeah. cheering and clapping and I'd be screaming fucking get on with it yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we also witnessed the second thing Tom Cruise isn't very good at dancing hey there's not, you're shaking there's not a lot of rhythm going on there is there have you seen the end of Tropic Thunder yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, quite, it's quite strange isn't it like he's been taught these very specific moves and I believe he had some hip hop person come in and teach him but they're oh my god kind of... you mean he was taught how to dance <laughs> but it's not it's like it's like he's dancing like a robot in Tropic it's Thunder great. Oh, no. yeah, exactly right Tropic no. Thunder come on man yeah so he's a terrible dancer um, <laughs> and that's followed by a scene where Cruz plays basketball but while he keeps scoring the way he holds the ball and doesn't bounce it you can kind of tell he can't play basketball <laughs> either which is the third thing Tom Cruise can't do um, Doug is convinced uh, oh I forgot to mention Coral so he's met Coral I've gone mm. far too far ahead why Apologies. is Coral I wonder I which is Coral <laughs> exactly what's the point of Coral who's Coral Gina so Gershon oh yeah yeah <laughs> but he meets sorry I jumped ahead he meets Coral in cell block yeah, yeah. what the F is cell block I don't know people love poetry apparently <laughs> yeah so oh. Coral Coral's the one who she finds things that aren't funny absolutely hilarious like when she goes, I'd like an orgasm. And he goes, how many? She goes, multiple. And then goes, ha, 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 ha. And he, she says it. But she's flirting and it works. Wow. Because the next scene, 
is they're in bed either having the worst sex I've ever seen yeah. or the best tickle fight I've ever seen. It is a tickle fight. And he does it later with Elizabeth Shue in the surface. Like, he can't stop fighting with me when he's not <laughs> sleeping with them. I think it's, 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 it's too uncanny that Gina Gershon was also in Showgirls. Because I swear she basically gave Elizabeth Berkeley advice on the fish dying sex scene in the swimming pool based on this sex scene. Because they're both yes. two of the weirdest sex scenes I've ever seen in movies. Has Gina Gershon never had sex? I don't know. Um, <laughs> did you really look at me like I might know? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, then, because he's a d- degenerate gambler, Doug loses $50 on a boxing match. Uh, but I did my due diligence here, and the fight he's watching is George Foreman versus Ken Norton from March 26, 1974. So why is he losing money on a fight from 14 years ago? <laughs> Surely that's a sure thing. <laughs> he likes a drink. Uh, Brian comes up with a plan to make $75,000 in Jamaica, uh, which he describes while holding a picture of a topless woman while doing a very questionable West Indian accent. No, I'd, so if he hadn't said Jamaica, I'd have been, where are you going, Wales? <laughs> but he's gone to all the trouble of getting the pollster when he could have just done the shit voice. Like, it makes more sense. Like, he's gone down a fiend of prince or whatever. It's the 80s. Spent some dollars he doesn't have to be like, we're going to. It's like, just say it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then he says it and you go, don't say it like that. Yeah. No, because the Jamaican accent is the fourth thing that Tom Cruise can't do. True. Um, as I said, as I said, Doug is, con- Doug is convinced that Coral has a fella and is going to do a number on Brian and he bets him $50 that Coral will sleep with someone 
else before the week is out. Uh, and the next thing, she's kissing Doug. So what happened? I got On a, a serious note, though, do we? Uh, then my reading of it is that Doug is in love with Brian. They're really, really in love with him, and so he's mad jealous that he's with Coral. So he breaks them up because he wants him for himself. And then he says, "Is worse." Cochlin's law, whatever he's called, which is, and don't get involved with a woman who puts out on a first date. It's oh, judgy, judgy, Doug. So I think he's just in love true. with him, and he is his true love, which I think we can prove later. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a hot take. Do you not uh, think that at all? Does anybody else think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, I thought it was a friendship thing, but I'm lying. No, no, because thing. of all the negging and all sure, the yeah. No, it's yeah. good. It's a good theory. Um, so uh, Coral kisses Doug. Uh, Brian punches Doug. Walks out and Act One ends with the raid of New York turning to the son of Jamaica and the Beach Boys singing Cocoa. <laughs> Go on, do it. We were in the pub the other day and Chris made it. <laughs> Chris made it some dance moves, but oh, he refuses to, to, to do on stage. They were beautiful. They were really, really. I can't remember what they were. You do remember. You know you remember. And it's because you were sat down, and as you were doing it, you're like, they don't do this. I was like, do they do that? You were like, absolutely not. I'll sing it and you do it. Act two. We'll play it later. We'll play it later. Bermuda. Bahama. This is the bit. Come on, sexy mama. You know the moves. You did it, Lord. My brother's here. It's embarrassing. Sorry, Pete. Yeah, tell mum. He's shouting, do it. Uh, act two is brought to you by vodka, peach snaps, orange juice, and cranberry juice, which is why I'm calling it. Are we woo? Sex on the yeah! I don't think that's right. That's a quiz. I win. <laughs> So it's two years later and Brian is in a Hawaiian blouse and shades and working in a beach bar. Uh, he also has a meet cute that really, really made me laugh. I pissed myself laughing. Because Jordan, who's played by Elizabeth Shue, <laughs> rushes up to the bar stating her friend has passed out on the beach and she needs to call an ambulance. Brian ignores her request, <laughs> leaps over the bar, runs up the beach to her friend, checks her out and says, she's passed out, someone call an ambulance. <laughs> Which is what she said in the first place. No, it's because it's, cause he's like, what, what's happened? She was drinking champagne. Well, I'm a bartender, so I will deal with this. So it's like the thing that knocks you out. You get the professional. Was she hit by a car? We've got a mechanic, I think, is coming in a minute. Like, he also states that champagne is perfume going in, sewage going out. Gross. But isn't everything, everything is. sewage going out? Yeah. And also, if she already felt sick, she certainly does now. She does good pretending to be sick acting, though, yeah, whoever she, she is. That was excellent. Uh, but Jordan returns to say thanks just as Doug shows up and orders a red eye. Uh, Doug is married and they're on his honeymoon. Um, Kerry, his, his missus, is beautiful and rich. But even though she has millions, she doesn't seem to have enough money for bikini material. Oh my god, I've never. It takes a lot to shock me. When she came down the steps. Oh, you just, mean where, when she's wearing she's, the flex from a kettle? <laughs> <laughs> and her ass is right, and you'd be like, Jesus Christ, Kelly, put it away, love. But she'll, obviously, she looks amazing, but I've never. Where'd you buy that? A sex shop. You don't get that from. It's not from ASOS, it's not. Well, it might be actually. Kelly Lynch said that my audition for that was wearing the many and various bikinis, which were really just strings tied in different ways. <laughs> I don't like that. Why? We should not be required to act in the audition. <laughs> uh, we now get a love montage uh, kicking off with Brian and Jordan riding horses, visiting a market. <laughs> sorry, the horses bit. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. She hates animals. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just like, if, if you were on a first date with someone and they were like, do you fancy riding a horse down the beach? <laughs> I'm 
absolutely not because I look like a twat like can't we just go for a drink like normal people no no we're going to gallop actually we're going to gallop down the beach do you realise how personal this is to you just what like, yeah. do you know how many people would go that sounds romantic right? really and yours is why don't we just go for a fucking drink like normal people. I love it, love it. Would you, would you, don't ever change <laughs> would you prefer to draw your man's portrait and then frolic on the beach and kiss in a waterfall I mean her portrait is it meant to okay, be a joke so it's this drawing she does of him uh, she does a drawing and he says does it pay the rent and she says someday it will and then we see the drawing it won't yeah. <laughs> it really won't ever uh, they discuss the guy who makes the drink umbrellas and how much he made because Brian never shuts up about money um, they also discuss the plastic things on the end of your shoelace which they call flugel binders yeah. Yeah. do I do you know what they're really called yeah a what is it? Give him a prize. <laughs> Can I give it you later? Because it's just propping up my thing. Is that right? <laughs> and they, yes, it's an aglet, and they they speculate on how much the inventor of the aglet made. I looked it up. Um, an English inventor named Harvey Kennedy is said to have earned two point five million dollars off the modern shoelace, and that was in the seventeen nineties. He made two point five million. So, so he did all right. <laughs> um, but, but while, we're talking, he's dead now, sir. while we're talking money, Doug suggests Brian is stuck. He's a worker, he's not a hustler, and he won't amount to anything more than his current state. So he bets him $50 he can't get anywhere with the rich woman on the other side of the bar. Well, doesn't he start that by saying, put him in any room in the world and he'll pick the poorest and stupidest woman? Mm. <laughs> he does say that. Why do you say, are you going to do that now? <laughs> no, God, I don't think so. <laughs> but then he asked him to pull the, like, the lady on the other side of the bar. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. And Brian works his magic and but eventually. Have they had sex at this point, him and Elizabeth Shue? <gasps> yeah, they Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the waterfall sex. Only, I only say that because uh, Tom Cruise was really ill that day, apparently, and he, did, he talks about how it's not quite as romantic as it looks. He said it was more like, Jesus, let's get this shot and get out of here. Which I read and went, that is how I approach sex. (laughs) Do you realise how personal you sound right now? (laughs) He also said, actually, in certain shots, you'll see that my lips are purple and literally my whole body is shaking. Again, regular sex. (laughs) Carry on. Uh, Brian works his magic and eventually leaves with the rich lady Bonnie and we cut to Jordan witnessing this and crying the bastard uh, the next morning Cruz runs to Jordan's place and because running is Cruz's thing <laughs> I think he manages to make it a guilty run um, but Jordan's already gone and watching this time I can't believe her friend is still there Drums don't see yeah. um, she's just been left alone by Jordan for the last few days um, and, and also, isn't Jordan shooting herself in the foot by leaving her own holiday in Jamaica because of this arsehole? Yes. Yeah, OK. I'll but she's, I mean, not to throw a lady under the bus, but <laughs> she's, I'm not mad. She's on, like, first of all, she's on holiday, so just calm down for two seconds. She's like, I had a premonition that I would meet someone. Right, so two things. That sounds like you're about to tell me a dream story. And also, it's just, we're on holiday, so can we not? And then she's like, oh, our kids would look great with dreadlocks. They wouldn't. They absolutely wouldn't. Stop talking about fucking children. Like, we're on holiday. So I don't, I mean, she seems to me like the sort of person that's like, mm, you went off with someone else and you go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like you say, ruins her own holiday. I'm not into. It's not Elizabeth Shue's fault. It's just I'm not into her character. And in this film, generally, why are all these rich women so interested in poor dirtbags? Oh yeah, because you can get them to do what you want. Okay. <laughs> do you not know that? <laughs> I'm so rich. Yeah, you didn't know that about me, did you? No, yeah, I'm independently yeah. wealthy, so. But then they don't. They don't do what they want. Uh, Tom Cruise holds Bonnie's coat, and he clearly doesn't want to. And then he has to punch a sculptor. She so. does aerobics every fucking morning. <laughs> Have a carrot juice. They're addictive. <laughs> uh, Doug bets Brian an expensive bottle of brandy that he'll be working for him come St. Patrick's Day. And this marks the end of the Caribbean portion of the movie. <laughs> act three. This act is brought to you by whiskey, lemon juice, syrup and red wine. Which is why I'm calling it... I've never drunk that. Wait, well, do it one more time? You won't get it. Whiskey, lemon juice, syrup and red wine. I've no idea. Anyone? No. New York Sour. Oh. You know what I've done there? Yeah. Uh, so, as you said, Bonnie's doing aerobics and wants carrot juice from the fridge, which in the vernacular of this movie means she's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is now the youngest sales manager in the world or something, uh, but she won't listen to his ideas. Um, this makes him angry, so Brian does what the three of us would do at a party where there's free wine. And he loads up. Um, he then, as you said, he meets a sculptor, calls him ugly, punches him, and makes a joke about spam that's so offensive, Bonnie hits him in the face. <laughs> hope, hope your brewer's yeast doesn't get offended. I don't get it. <laughs> Just, I don't understand. I think the idea... Oh, it doesn't matter. No, yeah. no, I want to know now. So he's put spam in... He's, the idea is he's put spam in the fridge next to all her posh brewer's yeast, and it's going to get offended because he's put this unhealthy item next okay. to her. Okay. Oh. It's shite. Why she got? <laughs> yeah. It's good to understand it, though. So, um, he heads to Jordan's joint, uh, flashes his little sexy smile, and refuses to leave until she apologises because he's an entitled twat. Um, she pours meatloaf on him, uh, but he ends up back at her apartment and doesn't know how he humiliated her. She says she saw him with that woman. Hadn't he figured that out? I can't believe he hadn't <laughs> figured it out. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, is she is she gone? She's gone home and drunk doses, whatever." Like, yeah, she's fucked off. And you'd be like, "Oh, because she saw me." Because he doesn't go, "Oh, why?" It's because he knows. But then he's like, "Oh, fuck, you saw that." But it's, it's the best apology ever. He says his explanation. She's, he's like trying to win her back at oh, this yeah. point, and he goes, "Look, the reason I cheated on you." was Doug landed a rich chick and he bet me I couldn't do the same. <laughs> what are you fucking doing, Brian? Yeah. He then follows that up with, you know, when a guy lays down a dare, you've got to take it. True. Th- then he does, which is the best part, the old switcheroo, which you sound like you agree with, where he basically goes, you were coming on too strong, baby. Yeah. So you too spooked fast. me, your fault. That's why I cheated on you. Yeah, you he, spooked me. He'll but learn. Think, yeah. I, think she, I, mean, I don't think she's going on a bit strong. I just think, when you're on holiday, mm. let's just carve out a bit of time to not be talking about, so are we going to have kids? <laughs> like, I think it's a bit much. Do you want to talk about what happened and what holiday it was on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, Vicky? <laughs> or who did you hurt? probably a better yeah. question. <laughs> who didn't you hurt? I'm bulletproof on holiday. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, he says he's now ready. He can handle her. Uh, but she's pregnant and tells him <laughs> as she knows that's the best way to get him out of her life so he returns to Uncle Pat's to tell him that he's going to be a father and Uncle Pat's advice <laughs> is simple walk away from your unborn child <laughs> it's, one, it's so good Not it's basically just Pat. like yeah fuck her <laughs> like, he says walk away and he says but if you like her then you've got a problem not if you're a deadbeat dad and you've walked away that's absolutely fine but if you quite like her trouble 
So yeah, he returns to Jordan and discovers her folks live in a penthouse on Park Avenue. Uh, meaning Elizabeth Shue is playing a rich girl whose parents disapprove of her dating a guy from the wrong kind side of the tracks, which is her character in The Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> her dad has never seen her that unhappy. So because he's a good dad, he tries to get rid of Brian and knowing that all Flanagan cares about is money, offers him a $10,000 check. Now, traditionally, this is a dick move in films, but I'm on the dad's side here. Like, I think he's doing the right thing. What, do you, what about you two? Uh, I think he's doing... He's reverting to type. He uses money to get what he wants, and he wants this man gone. I just didn't... With, with uh, Brian's character, like, he's just playing the long game. Like, he, the minute he sees that penthouse, he's like, there's plenty more £10,000 checks where that came from. <laughs> so, no, thank you. But, yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> it's not no thank you. It's, I don't want your goddamn money. You can't buy me out of her life. Because he's a self-righteous prick. Um, <laughs> Jordan arrives and Brian rips up the cheque to prove he doesn't care about money. Even though that's the only thing yeah. he's talked to her about <laughs> throughout their relationship that lasted two days. And he storms out. Um, and now, Alex, the movie takes a hard, sharp, handbrake turn that you weren't expecting. And ten-year-old me definitely did not see coming. <laughs> uh, Brian brings uh, that brandy to Doug and asks for a job. They retire to Doug's wife's yacht to drink. And Doug reveals he's in financial trouble. Uh, probably because he's losing money on fights that happened more than a day. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but it's bad. His ship's going down. He hasn't got a pot to piss in. He knows nothing about sales tax, building codes, labour costs. And he put all his cash into commodities and blew the lot. Uh, Doug drinks so much, he passes out. So Brian drives Kerry home and they briefly kiss while Doug's kidding himself. Yes. Correct. Uh, how did Doug die? I... I, I think it's because they didn't let the brandy breathe. <laughs> they didn't poison the shit out of him. Wait. They say, shall we let this brandy breathe? It's like, that's new on me, but whatever. It's old brandy, I guess. And then he had too much of it, should have let it breathe, poisoned. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he cuts his own throat with a broken brandy bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and does he? he? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that bit. Yeah. You see it, you see the aftermath. I just saw Tom Cruise go... Well, in fairness, that's why you're confused. Because Tom Cruise walks in, sees a dead man with blood everywhere, and doesn't immediately go, fuck! He yeah. goes, Doug? <laughs> Doug? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he doesn't like calling an ambulance, we've established that. So he's going to try to sort it out himself. <laughs> I thought it was a bit weird when Brian kisses Kerry, though. It I didn't... think it's done because... Doug, ha I think Doug has got, his money is her money, so he's lost her money, so you'd feel sorry for her. So it's to turn her into a villain so you don't feel sorry for her. Well, interestingly, if you watch the first trailer for this movie, there, there's a scene in that that isn't in the finished film, where when they're having that conversation in the boat, Doug and Brian, it turns into an argument, and the, 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 um, what's said in the trailer is Brian says, you made a move on her, I'm your friend, you're dumbass, like really angry, so... Doug made a move on Brian's uh, Jordan, and that's why oh. he kisses Kerry. But they cut that scene out, so I think that would make more sense to see where he kisses yeah. Kerry, but it doesn't really now. Anyway, sorry, I'm boring myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's some actual good writing here, though. I think his suicide note is really well written. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's fine. Wow. Yeah. Not about that. That even took it, me by surprise. It's fine, it's fine, except that. 
it's it's all fine. Like I mean, I what get, are you trying to say? Alex? <laughs> I get the disembodied. It's fine. It's fine. I get the disembodied voice of like Doug reading it from beyond the grave, yeah. uh, and like the bit where he's like, "As for the rest of Cochran's laws, ignore them. The guy was always full of shit." But then the disembodied voice goes, "Ha ha 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 ha," and you're like. He was like, did he write? <laughs> in the letter. And so the disembodied voice is reading exactly what's written down. Or from beyond the grave, is he finding a suicide note? He wrote, funny now. He was like, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that bit made me guffaw. You're, you're obviously hearing him write it and he's laughing at his own words. Right. I didn't see that. I, I think he wrote, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> So Brian looks at cocktails and dreams drawing on the wall. He knows what he has to do. He forces his way into Jordan's apartment. <laughs> this is the scene oh my I call God, I shoving bit. a pregnant woman. Yeah. <laughs> he explains Doug is dead. Right. Because of the, f- the fucking doorman attacks <laughs> a pregnant woman. Everyone has a go though. <laughs> yeah. Even after Brian goes, can everyone stop? She's pregnant. People are like you have her. Have her. <laughs> it's bad. So he explains Doug is dead because of pride, and he doesn't want to make the same mistake. He saved his money, he's got a load, he's going to turn it into something great because he's still talking about money. Yeah. Even though he doesn't want money, it makes no sense. But he does say he will love her as long as she doesn't get too fat. Which is That's nice. true. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That is so nice. Yeah, that is what, in front so. of the dad? Just on, on standing on the bar. In front of <laughs> everyone. He punches a doorman for doing his job. The doorman's job? The doorman attacks a pregnant woman. <laughs> The doorman has basically been looking for a fight since he appeared. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's an angry person, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Give uh, a man a little bit of power. Yes. Uh, Dad says you're on your own, and that self-righteous little prick says, that's the only way I know, <laughs> even though he's proved the opposite <laughs> throughout the movie. Do you not think at that point, when the dad goes, you're on your own, he was talking to his daughter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> An arrogant little Brian goes, it's the way I like this. I'm not talking, you've always been on your own. I'm, I'm cutting her off financially. You fucking idiot. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, suddenly we're at their wedding reception at uncle's, uh, the uncle's place and then we cut to Flanagan's uh, Cocktails and Dreams and Brian reciting a poem entitled Flanagan's Advice to His Unborn Child where we witness the fifth and final thing that Tom Cruise can't do, and that's an Irish accent. <laughs> but no one listened, because if you've seen Far and Away, that goes even worse. Uh, the movie ends with Brian finding out that he's having twins, at which point Disney Plus told me that I should now be watching Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Yay! That's good. It's quite fitting. Also, again, Elizabeth Shue's character, a bit of a dick move by her. She's ginormous at this point and she's like guess what it's twins it's like you've known that for no, at least I'd say out, sort of six weeks you can find out very late in the pregnancy she's feeling are that you telling me sorry just a minute that's amazing you can wow. literally find out on the day when they come out ha- to be pregnant to, just to this be is, clear this happens <laughs> this happens in real life right okay I didn't know that you can feel them both so moving. The she knows. She's just saving that information. It's just the last manipulative thing she does. I mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to hang you out to dry. But this guy and this girl seem to know more than you. Google it. You, <laughs> you just. All you've said is it twice without backing it up with any evidence. You've just gone, yes, no, it can happen on the day. <laughs> it's not speculation, it's fact. Right. So I've got one final question. Uh, 
What happens next? As in, do Brian and Jordan stay together? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. No? Of course they do. No. They've been through so much. They know each other so well, I think, yeah. by this point. I, I don't know. So Hayward Gould in 2019 was working on a sequel to the book. <laughs> and he Is this had... after trial by jury? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was after he spent 10 years trying to get a cocktail musical off the ground. Um, and he says the sequel takes place 15 to 20 years after the events of the original. Flanagan is a star in the big club world, but he's divorced and estranged from his twin daughters. Now that he's older, he's trying to reform himself, rehabilitate his marriage and his relationship with his daughters. So that sounds like a barrel of laughs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cocktail. So um, let's do the bits. Vicky, what's your favourite scene? Um, on the boat. Doug? Ah! I just thought that was like I said this to you Mark went to the kitchen for about seven seconds and I was like Doug's dead Doug's fucking died what like it happened so quickly it was so unexpected it's batshit nice uh, countdown moment I'll show you my working out Doug <laughs> Doug <laughs> Doug <laughs> it's that moment it's fucking brilliant Oh, I wish I'd said that now. Um, I'm going for Addicted to Love, because I actually quite enjoy the start of this movie, and it is fun watching these guys do their thing behind the bar, um, even if they look deranged. Um, <laughs> Alex, what's your most valuable whatever? Brian Brown as Doug. Mm. He's amazing. I just, it's sort of, it's what he says. You know when something just sort of like, you're like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of that. But like, he helped me sort of see the world in a much clearer way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, big fan of uh, big fan of the actor, big fan of the character, big fan of sort of like you know the advice really. Mm. Yeah, Vicky. I really like the um, the beach that Tom Cruise works at. I thought that looked uh, spectacular. Mm-hmm. I really like Bonnie's drink order of uh, vodka, just a splash of lime, as the only nice drink <laughs> that anyone orders throughout this whole film. You don't um, want a pink squirrel? No. <laughs> Do you want a fryer tuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm struggling a bit because I don't think it's not my Tom Cruise. My Tom Cruise is Tropic Thunder Tom Cruise so, yeah. or Magnolia. So I'm, I'm just going to pick the soundtrack specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, I think this might be the worst film I've watched the most. Right. But there isn't much valuable here. But um, as bad as it is, it does have that tagline so I'm going for the tagline it's amazing Um, my MVW is the poster quote when he poured he rained yeah no it's no it's when he pours he rains and it's wrong it should be when it pours he rains it's a fucking terrible tagline (laughs) when it pours yes that's what it should be because like when it pours it rains is the original statement that they're bastardising for this when he pours he rains is absolutely no no it's wrong he's pouring pouring the drink yeah but but to keep it similar to what it's based on it should be when it pours he rains not when he pours he rains the repetition of he makes it bollocks Vicky what would you change do you not think I'm right I do actually yeah thank you that is wrong <laughs> what would I change? Uh, I would make Doug less of a dickhead. Uh, if Brian and Doug are going to neg each other constantly, they should get off at least once. Um, I think you should remove bad dialogue. This is outstanding. So Kerry says to Brian in her apartment, Doug says you're amazing with women. And he says, what you see is what you get. 
is that cool. yes or no then like are you amazing <laughs> with women so that um, but the serious one I, I couldn't think of what the thing would be but to prove his worth Brian's worth he has to do something more than ripping up a cheque that he knows he's going to probably yeah. get later I don't I wanted like the race to the airport scene the equivalent of and we didn't get it Alex uh, don't separate Brian and Doug don't go to fucking Jamaica what a ridiculous idea uh, but I just think if I was going to make one change, the final shot should be Kelly Lynch uh, looking straight down the lens of the camera wearing the flex from a kettle, just <laughs> saying, I've never been in a bar with such intense dance vibes. But then the camera holds on her as like the credits roll, and every so often she just says, intense dance vibes. <laughs> like another 30 seconds will pass, you'll just be looking down the lens of the camera, and you'll be like, is this free? Is this a freeze frame or is she still there? And then she'll just like, she'll be like, intense dance vibes. <laughs> and that's, that will sort of go on right until the end. No, for keep, the whole, keep doing the whole vibe. <laughs> that's what I'd like to see at the end of this movie. Uh, uh, for me, this film is stuck somewhere between a serious drama about Reagan's America and this fun Tom Cruise de- vehicle. So I think it needs to pick a lane. And I would have gone the fun blockbuster route and had the movie build up to a huge cocktail chucking contest in Las Vegas that Brian nearly loses but ultimately wins by defeating Coglin in the final. Yes. That totally. perfect. That's the film I needed. Yeah. Especially when I was 10. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's cocktail. Ladies and gentlemen, that is cocktail done! <laughs> So that was part one of our live show recorded at the Loading Bar in Stoke Newington. Yeah, I could I just say, um, this is, uh, as I said earlier, a bit hazy, mm. um, the end of the show. But I did speak to one of our listeners. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. But they said that they know Haywood Gould, the writer of Cocktail, uh, the novel on which the film was based. Oh, right. And th- they told him that he was going to this event and that they would be telling Haywood to listen to this episode. Oh, God. So if you did listen, Haywood, thank you for writing Cocktail. <laughs> Sorry if we said anything rude, but I think we, we did make the point that, that the film is very different to the book. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I'm sure you made that point because you read every book that a film is based on. So, sure, yeah. I think we... I can't... I Honestly, I don't know why I'm even trying... I'm grasping at memories that don't even exist. <laughs> like, blackouts. Blackout drunk. I don't have any memories. So I don't even know if we were complimentary. I don't know what one... But anyway, it's time for a clue for next week's show. Yes, Vicky looks startled. That's because <laughs> she keeps moving the time of today's episode. She's only just shown up. Yep. Um, she Lots. asked for it to be an hour earlier than she was expecting. <laughs> yep. So we could have started like we did last time, Alex, and that went well. Yep. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yep. I, don't know, I don't know what was wrong with that message. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in your, in your absence... Um, <laughs> I'm, we, what, I'm an hour and a half late you, 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 You're an hour and a half late. You came and you went, I, I don't want to wear the headphones I today. Don't. I don't want to wear the headphones. Can we do it without headphones? <laughs> no, we've never done that. We have! Once, and it wasn't great. Fine, fine. It, 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 no, it wasn't be- as good, but we have done it, and it, so we did set a precedent, so don't give me that. Even Katie, who works in the stack office, called you Mariah Carey, <laughs> because <laughs> you are just on another level today. Thank you for gifting us a new nickname, oh, sorry, Not to be, Katie. a woman makes one request and she's a bitch. Sorry. No one said that. We called you a diva. That's not a bitch. And, and it was Katie. Come on, Vicky. Um, but yes, and while Sisters. we... Were, <laughs> Uh, while we were waiting for you, we had to decide next week's films because oh, no one oh, responded. Wait, that next no, week, not this next that's, week. It's the clue for that. So, uh, Vicky, do yep. you have a clue for yep. next week's first fanuary yes. of the year? A listener <laughs> pairing. We've decided it's a doozy. What's the clue? It's pretty complex, so listen. Mm. 
when the hunter becomes the hunted. Yeah, Chris, do yours. <laughs> <laughs> Is it better than that? No. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay, so that's the clue. When the hunter becomes the hunted. Very complex. Very complex. <laughs> you won't have heard that before, anywhere before. <laughs> All right, that pairing will be revealed on Thursday's episode when we play out part two of Cocktail versus Coyote Ugly, our second live show. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 